This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to the real London is Blue podcast with the host, Brandon Benaway, but it's good to be back. Uh, I guess he was listening to the last one. Oh, my co-backstabber host, Nick (laughs) and Dan, gentlemen, 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 here we are again. That's right. the inevitable reunion. Yeah. It's nice, it's nice that you decided to join us, you know, again and be a part of the system here. You know, I don't know how many more vacations we're going to take this year. And as many, more, many as I possibly can. Brandon Busby goes out to Florida. He's just sipping on San True. Pellegrino now. He's come back a changed man. Hold up. Hold Is up. that the remnant of a tan that I see on your burn. incredibly right body? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I turn red in the sun. No, look, I I sacrificed, gentlemen. I sat in a at a car and recorded a podcast with Phil, and I have the video footage of me melting because I couldn't put turn on the car and play the AC because I knew I'd get in trouble from an audio quality standpoint. So I was there, you know. I did I did a, a pod while we we're out. So you know, it is good to be back though. It is. Uh, it was up, a little Randy weird Busby. at first. Hopefully I can uh, nail the outro, I can nail the intro. So we'll get into it. But look, it is uh, Club World Cup time. Uh, a very interesting time, I think, for for us. But uh, the one trophy, really, that the club hasn't won, so we wanted to get that, uh, especially with Tuchel being the cup specialist, although he's not there. So we'll break into all that, but obviously it was the semifinal match that we'll be talk- talking about. So we've got the Today I Learned World Cup edition club world cup edition actually and then obviously we'll talk about thoughts on the final as we lead into it uh we'll keep this one pretty tight though because we've got matt law coming immediately after this and we think it's going to blur a little bit so that's why it might be a little shorter than a traditional match review because it's really a two-parter thanks to matt so anyways uh dan let's get uh the temp check from the people with the uh the three-word match review all over the place. It was all over the place today. Yeah, JW with the get well, Tommy, because obviously Tommy Stuckel not on the touchline again today, but piping through the radio, <laughs> that little headset they were speaking into. Uh, we had five takes with kept us alive. Amy with Luke, who scored. Ray with Chelsea shithousing successfully. Tana with the that was joyless. Chris mm. with the chaos and finals, little spin on our typical chaos and trophies. Umberto with board of finals, because that's right, just another one for Chelsea. Another one we're getting to. Mark with the best keepers, period. Love to Mendy and Keppa as well. Maybe Bentinelli too. We'll throw him in there. Our boy Big Nash with the wonderful Abu Dubby. Because like right. a dub, like a W. Yeah. And then Ryan had to bring it in with the why not us. Stop it. Absolutely. Okay, stop it. Okay, that there is no more. Nick, why what was not your favorite match review? Freedom Absolutely of not. Freedom so of dumb. disillusionment, Nick. Yeah, right. fucking hell. A nothing burger. That's my three-word match review. Is that like this, an impossible burger? Uh, jo- more joyless. One hundred percent less joy. It's like a black bean burger. All right, we're, we're, yeah. we're shocked to learn that Nick Verlaney does not like substitute meat products. <laughs> They're okay. I've had a couple. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. search them out, but you're you know. being you're being you're being nice. Uh, I put ugly winning wins uh, because that was not great. Uh, nope. I definitely should have gone with uh, the goalkeeper angle, like Mark did. But uh, here we are, Dan. What about you? Missing touchline, Tuchel. Because you know what, him just yelling at somebody for ninety minutes has 
seemingly been able to raise the level of performance, and uh, that would have been nice today. I mean, Abu Dhabi has a bunch of technology and newfangled stuff, right? Like, why can't we uh, do the computer-generated hologram deal so he can wave his arms around, you know? I don't know. We're we're in... It's it's like there has to be some sort of Wakandan technology that we could tap into, you know, to, to get it there, so... I don't know. Maybe maybe they're saving it for the final. I mean, they did the they had all the drones after the Champions League and did the 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 Champions League celebration over Stamford Bridge. But anyways, uh what if they, do, Dan, they could have C three PO out there just doing his <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars fans out there. You get that. Brandon do, has no idea. We do want to shout out a few people who've left reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh Dan, keep the momentum train rolling. Why be uh why be Strattonin from the US and uh David D or David Reeves 77 from the UK both leaving wonderful five star reviews and Apple Podcasts. All letters just blur together there. And then Spotify, uh regardless of how you feel about uh their investments into unfortunate individuals, uh we have a 5.0 rating on 638 reviews right now, which is pretty incredible. So uh look, if you're able to leave a review on either of those platforms, uh we would love it. So uh you know, go do that. Throw them in. Why not? All right. Well, let us uh, go ahead and jump in. It was Ali Lal in the Club World Cup. It was this past Wednesday, the 9th of February. It was at the Mohammed bin Zayed Stadium. And in case you missed it, Al Hilal's nil, Chelsea won with a magical goal coming from, obviously, Romelu Lukaku. Why wouldn't obviously. it? So, obviously. I'm going to hesitantly throw it over to the Fist Stand app, uh, the official Chelsea FC app. They may or may not have provided highlights. So uh, you're about to hear Jake or uh, Ben <laughs> from the Fist Stand app. Here we go. Hoping for Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping you shall receive, boys. Editor Jake, back beyond the mic. There's no highlights for this match, unfortunately. Um, and I don't have any great quirks. This wasn't the most exciting game in the world, but we're into a Club World Cup final. And uh, I'm also going to give a shout out to the late, great Jay Dilla. The other day was Jay Dilla Day. Shout out to my music fans. Anyways, back to the game coverage. All yours, Brandon. All right. Uh, yeah, everyone hoping for a Jake cameo there. So let's see what happens. Anyways, Dan runs through the lineup. They got us through this. As it, it was Zolt Slow on the sideline. Uh, Hungarian coach. Shout out to Bruce, who used to work with us. He uh, very Hungarian, very proud. So uh, an exciting time for him. And I'm sure he had full control over the lineup, Dan, because this doesn't look like Tuchel's handiwork at all. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. It was kept between the sticks and Christensen, Silva, Rudiger as your back three. Alonso, Kovacic, Jorginho, and Azpilicueta as the four. And then an attacking three of Havertz, Ziyech, and Lukaku. I actually did not use a fair number of subs. Uh, when you look at the fact we had Christian Pulisic, Timo Werner, Marcus Bentinelli, Trev Chalba, Edouard Mendy, who did make the bench, Saul, uh, Saul Ross Barkley, Callum hudson doing Kennedy, that's right, Kennedy making the bench, N'Golo Conte, Mason Mount, and Saar were our three substitutes, though. Just exactly as anyone would have predicted it. So you 100%. knew Kennedy was going to get there the second uh, Tuchel had to start giving quotes on him. So, um, you know, act like that's the the, the, the play that you wanted. Uh, some of the top line stats on this one, Chelsea with 15 shots, only five on target. 
Uh, all in all, 12 shots, three on target. So kudos to them. Uh, definitely created some very threatening chances. We had 54% possession, uh, pretty even on passes. Our pass accuracy at 83 to their 79%. We had 14 fouls, actually, to their seven. We somehow only had one caution. <laughs> they had two. So no red cards, six offsides for us, two for them, and nine corners for us, three for them. Um, obviously we didn't have expected goals. It's just, there's less stats around these matches, obviously, you know, because they're harder to track, they're less covered and they don't have like the systems built in like they do for, um, um, H FB ref and who scored and everything like that. But we do have a one, uh, one random set from Squawka said two Thomas Dougal's now reached the final of every competition Chelsea have entered since he took charge of the club champions league, FA cup, EFL cup, super cup, club world cup. It only took him 379 days to compete, to complete the set. Woof. Can I? Um, can I just say? Yes. This is not a slight on Thomas Dougal. Oh no, it is. Get the agenda out of the way. Nate. No, 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 no. <laughs> Favorable what, stat. One does not reach the final of the Super Cup. Like one just gets put in there because one won the final of the previous. It's like it's not a real like process to get to a final of the super cup. It's just the one game that there is like, I don't know. Tell me if I'm crazy or not, uh, but it just doesn't, that's, it doesn't feel the same as the others, nor really. Does so it's double cup. dipping because we already won the champions league, which we earned. And then they plopped us into a, a final, a one. It's just final. a final. Yeah. Like you just in the final won it. It's like the community shield. Like you just get put in if you're, I mean, it, hold, it holds more weight than the community shield, okay. obviously. Isn't it more but like, like a bonus in a video game where you like unlock an extra level or something. I just, I think people are looking for stats. Uh, this doesn't. It's not the end of the world. I just am a curmudgeon right now, and that is like kind of dumb to me to put out if you're oh, squawking. Why so. don't you share then your NV uh, pet shit house moment in the match then? Because I think they're actually. Unlike this stat, where there might be disagreement, I, I would imagine we land on the same one here. Which one did you land on? Oh, Mason Mount near the end of the game, clearly. Bodying him up a little bit. That was fantastic. Yeah, that is true. I, I like that. I mean, again, it's just some of these recent performances, it's just really hard to get any sort of like, I don't know, real like pumped up vibe on the on some of these extra stats. But, you know, I do always like a Mason kind of mixing it up. And I know earlier in the game, too, he was kind of like body checking with that cat. Like, I forget who it was um, from from Al Hawal because I don't have their roster memorized. But uh, there was certainly some uh, some jawing back and forth once he got on the pitch, which I, I really appreciate from him always. So, yeah, let's give it to Mason. Uh, and then did we already cover on the the new stat? From her boy oh, Ty. Gosh. <laughs> like th it was, it this might humorous. be one of the best parts of the podcast. So like I we shouldn't undercut it. Like this is gonna glow. Let's really savor the moment right here. Yeah. Okay. Ty had the recommendation for a new stat line, uh, since we don't have a Joe Tweed's expected body, but it was X L T U expected Lukaku thumbs up, uh, which is <laughs> accurate. Uh, I will say I, I was wondering if uh, Timo Werner was unavailable because he heard there was semi-automated offside goal line <laughs> technology. Can't risk it, Dan. Can't <laughs> risk, risk it. it. Uh, the man's worst nightmare come to live in autonomous form. That uh, that alarm would just be going off nonstop when he was on the pitch. Just bring it's Werner. Bring, just stays on the entire time. It's like a fire. Well, look, we, so. we had seven without him on the pitch. 
because we had multiple attackers who could not stay outside or time their runs. Cool. Another quality performance from the Chelsea attack. Love Look, it. you can't complain that the midfield and the wingbacks didn't release the ball fast enough either. I mean, there's there's two, they two did. parties into that. I, a lot of them they did, though. I mean, like, there's... There was a fair amount of like decent midfield passing forward in this game, you know. Like I, I don't know, I just dumb. Let's move it on. All but right. I like the thumbs up because how many do you do you estimate there were Dan today for all the service from Mister Service? Uh, probably someone four probably or five? counted the fact that people are joking about this is a stat means somebody somewhere has at least done a cursory look at the footage back. It five. Four or five? Yeah. Six was what came into my head right away, which is probably pretty aggressive. So you could take the under on it. But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving you guys a thumbs up right now for this terrible service that you've given me. So uh unfortunately that was not a thumb he sent us, but you can't see it. So don't worry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take our ad break when we're back. Uh we're gonna be jumping into the Today I Learn Club World Cup edition. So thanks to the sponsors for financially supporting the show and we'll be right back. All right, sadly, nobody new joining the Patreon, but uh, Dan's got some tricks up his sleeve, so uh, keep an eye on that. But we do have more pods coming. Obviously, tease that Matt Law will be coming uh, on Friday, and obviously, we'll be talking about the Club World Cup final on Monday. Hopefully, another trophy lifted, completing the entire set for Chelsea. Uh, we get an update from our partner's common goal. That's right. We, uh, we're going to be following up with them, uh, give an update on the good work they're doing. Uh, who just joined? Was it Fleming from the Chelsea women's yeah, team? Yes, yep. Jesse Fleming just joined. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a handful of Chelsea players now that are part of Common Goal, so it's it's really rad. And we're going to be talking to Kaya um, from from Common Goal. Of course, we did our one percent pledge last year. We donated some extra money through merch, but it, it, it's Black History Month, and they're doing an anti racism project, and it kind of ties all in. So we're going to see what they've been up to, and I'm I'm really pumped to talk to them again. Yeah, very, very much so. Like I said, we want to do more stuff with them regularly. So, uh, look, they're busy, but that's a good, good thing. And then I will do a two-part tinkerman on Oof. Chelsea's recruitment strategy. So the Tweedsinator and uh, Yaz will be back uh, probably four and a half to five hours on this on these no, two parts. No, no, no. It's a tight two. It is a it's tight a two. Tight two. <laughs> yeah. I, do you think, Dan, that the quality of the content um, is going to be reflective of some of the recruitment, or do you think it's going to be going in the opposite direction? Ouch. Um, you, well, there, there's, there's a lot of people who are getting burned today. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's got his list. He's crossing it off. <sighs> All, All right. right, here we go. Today I learned Club World Cup edition. Uh, what we learned or maybe relearned during this 90. Um, and I think there's a lot of different things that kind of went on in this match. Like I think, you know, obviously Lukaku would be the big talking point, which we'll probably save that for Max. He just wrote that article um, and he'll have an inside track on it. But um, look, obviously I'm talking about Keppa. You know, Mendy came back yesterday, uh, which would be two days ago from when this is recording. Uh, obviously getting a Heroes. King's king's oh. welcome champion uh, of africa edwa mendy champion of europe edwa mendy champion of the world question mark edwa mendy it's entirely possible yet, but it's entirely possible <laughs> uh but yeah so he's back and look i mean he's not coming back like defeated and broken keppa has to welcome him back with another trophy you know granted there are the stats out there that you know thankfully mendy didn't have to do too much you know but he saved penalties like he was very active. They won the damn thing. So anyways, um, but for Kepa to come in and, uh, you know, have another good performance today, I think 
Uh, he'll always be deficient on crossing. You know, that's just the way it is. But uh, the the save at the end, the one-handed save was big. Uh, came out, made a couple one-on-one saves. Um, he's just playing with confidence. And honestly, look, I love the short sleeve kit. And it was a new kit, had a new design. He just looked like he had confidence today and a little bit of swagger. So, you know, I'm learning that actually Keppa's value in England is not totally trashed and gone and that, uh, you know, he can be a productive member of this team. And it actually might backfire to the point where he's like, you know what? I like playing. I'm going to go somewhere else and play. But that's future art problem. We don't need to worry about that right now. Uh, I mean, I, I would just say... You know, we, we waxed a little bit poetic about him uh, over the weekend um, while you weren't here. We were Atta boy, Clayton. What repping for you, Brandon? But uh, it, it is uh, it's a feel it's one of our feel good stories of the season. It has to be, you know, in a season that has been marked with some not feel good stuff. Uh, this is absolutely, uh, you know, I think up there with some of the academy performances and, you know, some of that stuff, you know, one of the stories of the season. And the save on Morega, I think, was the best of the bunch, which was kind of like, I think, early second half, you know, kind of threw on goal. Morega hit the ball with a ton of force and Keppa comes out and makes a really, really uh, good save. Um, t- to me, Dan, this is something that, cannot be overstated you know it, if mendy gets COVID or goes down with an injury the fact that you have someone right now who's playing at the level that he is uh, you know that is something special that most teams don't have oozes confidence he clearly is locked in in what he's doing in the box i mean the the stats so far season to date 13 matches played He's faced 47 shots. He's made 39 saves, total save percentage of just shy of 83% and total of eight goals that he's conceded. It's great. I mean, to Brandon's point earlier, we could very well be in a situation this summer where no one's really asking for Kepa to go at this point. People are very happy with the one-two combo that we have, particularly if we get to a lot of finals and we need a shootout specialist, we've got that option in our toolkit. Tuchel has that. He might want to go because somebody's being knocking and saying, like, we need a top goalkeeper. Where's a goalkeeper available? And they're going to come looking. And that ultimately might be the best thing for all parties at a certain point in the future. Maybe not for us as fans because we've rekindled our relationship with Kepa Aretha Blaga. But ultimately, like, this is this is a good place to be. Very good place. Well, it's a it's a it's a lesson to the rest of the players who may not feature too, Brandon. That if you have a tough time, obviously he had a bit of a weird time at the beginning. I think his save percentage was somewhere in the low fifties or even lower than that at one point. I think it was like mid fifties, sixty percent, but that's still pretty bad. Pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> um, About every but, other shot going in. But if you're if you're able to put your head down and work hard, then this is the result of that, which is an 83% save percentage, right? Which is a huge 20-point markup, right? Um, and I think there are other players in the squad, I don't need to name names, who could benefit from watching someone like Keppa go through struggles, come out the other side, and begin to play at an extremely, extremely good level. And you just have to be really happy for him. I mean, not too many people aren't playing right now because of how many damn matches we played. I mean, we scraped the barrel 
to to field teams at some points in in December. Um, but it's true, you know, a lot of guys want to complain about playing time and things like that. It's been a weird just season with injuries and COVID and stuff like that. It's been really hard for guys to find the rhythm and for uh, Kepa to come in and, and play the way he has. Is, look, it, it should be a feel-good story. I mean, so many of us, you know, including myself and probably everyone else here, we were we had written him off. We were done. The, like the, the chapter of Chelsea within Kepa was long gone. Uh, we had talked about every uh, financial way to loan with wages subsidized to get him off the books and looking at his contract and amortization and, um, you know, a change in management ended up being a really, really good thing. Obviously Frank went out of his way in a second season to bring in Edouard Mendy. Great work by the club. Um, and yet Kepa is still here, uh, two seasons later and having an important role to play in the team. So it's just, uh, uh, a great little comeback story for him uh, that benefits both club and fans and as well as him. So uh, really, really good stuff. Um, you know, we, we have a strong one and two. Well, most teams cannot say that. Uh, Dan, how dare you call out Kovacic's dance moves? <laughs> He's got great moves. I don't know what his dance moves are, but his moves on the football pitch are pretty sublime. And I, I think... We have spoken to Gary Hayes recently about potentially coming back on for a little bit of a chat about a project he's working on. We might have to make him eat the words on the cul-de-sac. We might have to make him make amends on air as a part of the agreement oh, yeah. for that. Totally need to um, just jump attack him on that one, like well, look, blindside he, him. He ended up being the official man in the match. He was bright throughout the entirety of play. Some of in look, you know, we, we know the caliber of football was not to the normal standard of maybe the Premier League matches we've played or uh, this was similar to maybe some of the Tottenham matches. You know, when you go up against an inferior opponent, you know, maybe you're just, you know, <laughs> you know, not not given a 10. You're, you're given a seven and hoping you kind of make it through it. Uh, he definitely was uh was flames for a pretty large portion of the match actually had a couple really good forward passes into our attackers feet that you would imagine that they could have captured on and converted that did not happen but just he seemingly has found another level nick in what he's able to do and uh, look on the back of a Premier League goal of the month award uh you know the man is just uh he's feeling good he's vibing yeah I mean, I, I wrote a tweet about this earlier. It, it is a it's a noticeable difference this year to last year or the year before in, in what he's doing. I mean, it's not only that he is his ball control is better. He's breaking lines more effectively, right? He's breaking through opposition defense and almost like skating through or skipping through at times. It looks effortless. Um, but he's also playing key passes now, right? Where, where that was not happening in previous systems. Uh, he was not a, a contributor to the attack at all, really. Uh, this is becoming a, a bigger trend. He's clearly worked on it. You know, it, there, there are many opportunities to kind of think back on this year where he's played a through ball that got you know, to Kai or Lukaku or any one of our forwards in stride where they were able to do something with it, or in most cases, not do something with it. Um, this is a player who I think, 
it would be fair to say that we've all had doubts about in the past, but I mean, right now, Conte is kind of off hurt, you know, off and on, you know, he looked, you know, kind of healthy today, which is good. Jorginho's struggling a little bit. It's probably the first name on your midfield team sheet right now. Um, and, you know, you imagine during some of the darker times, would you be saying that? Probably not. So if it just shows, again, another massive year-over-year uh, -year improvement uh, from a player who still has some really good years left, by the way. He's not creeping up to 30 yet. I mean, he's still, he's still doing all right. And the thing to keep in mind from a SAP perspective across all competitions, Mateo Kovacic currently has the third most assists on the team at five, uh, only behind Mason Mount at eight and Reese James at six. Yeah, and the most jump volley bangers, so pack that in and <laughs> let it fly. Um, I don't know if that's an official stat. Yeah, well, it should be. So, um, yeah, I mean, bringing on Conte is great. You know, uh, being able to start uh, what looked like a pretty healthy Jorginho and, and Kovacic, um, you know, there's still options in there with them. So, uh, yeah, Kovacic is getting pretty physical too, which is good to see. You know, he's not shying away from, um, you know, the, the the physicality side of it. You know, he will go yeah. break up play. You know, he knows how to use his body. Um, and so, again, I think we're just happy that what seems like a very just genuine person, right? Just a great guy off the pitch is enjoying a great run on the pitch. We can celebrate that. So, uh, Nick, the attack is tragic. Dot, dot, dot. I said what I said. I mean, can anyone disagree with that? Anyone? I'm not seeing a show of hands here, so I, I don't think that's... Thumbs up, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's perfect. Uh, look, um... Yes, Lukaku scored a goal today, and banger. you know, a banger. Yeah, uh, it it almost dribbled into the net of its own volition, but I'm really glad that he hit it uh, in with some force there. That was nice. Um, but there were how many? You know, again, we said four or five, six times where he put his thumb up in acknowledgement of service and uh, didn't do anything with it. Uh, which is again, how you know we've heard. From almost everybody, Matt Law, Joe Tweeds, ourselves, anyone who's been on the show, that God, we, if, if we just structured the attack around Romelu Lukaku, that it, everything's going to be better. And, you know, oh, it's all going to be, you know, daisies and, you know, we're going to score, he's going to have 20 goals and whatever. And I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think the bigger question for me is should it happen? Uh, we talked a little bit about that this weekend, but I'll, I'll bring it up again. When I've seen Kai start up front with supporting staff of any of the other, you know, kind of five wingers, Mason Mount, Cal Mutsadoy, Pulisic, Ziesh, uh, you know, any of that kind of crew, Werner even, support staff, right? For him to lead the press, lead the charge, accept the ball, pass the ball, move. He looks so much more fluid uh, and so much more versatile than Rom does uh, under this system. And I guess the main question I have is if the attack is this bad with Rom up top, is it time to just make a hard change and go back to what was kind of ish working at the end of last year? Now, I, I caveat that by saying I don't think it was great last year. 
at all. In fact, it was tragic at times last year too, but at least there seemed to be a, a, a role for those extra players to play uh, in that system. And I think it looked a little bit more dangerous at times. I'll just be honest about that. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open for debate on this. I'm, I haven't, you know, I don't think I've made a final choice in my mind as to what I would do if I was a manager, but you know, Liam Toomey put that out earlier friend of the show works for the athletic. If you really think about it, you know, he said Chelsea's attack looks better with Havertz on the pitch. Uh, relatively speaking, it's nowhere near as good or, or fluid as or as ruthless as it should be. His pressing and movement and passing all make life easier for the other players around him. That's 100% true. Uh, if you really think about it, though, and this is my addition to his tweet, over the last five years, five years, decent sample size, only Mason Mount current season and Eden Hazard when he was here, and I think you know for most of his time at Chelsea, bar that one off season, have overperformed expectations. The rest have underperformed. The rest have underperformed. Think about that. It's a tragic attack, and it has been for some time. Defense rests. More on the side of a trend line that would take him into Murata territory than it would into Costa territory. Huh. Well, that sucks. Um, <laughs> I think with Kai, uh, just to, to look at him a little bit, you know, the funny thing about that is like, so that just shows me his positioning and like his brain is sharp. Like his touch day was still, eh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, could have scored, could have scored the header, but here's the difference though. He's frustrated when he loses the ball. He, he will chase back or whatever. So I just, I feel like he he knows in his mind what he wants to do is just not kind of coming off on the field, but it's like positive signs that he's still sharp. He's looking to do things, looking to pull it off. It's just not always coming off. Um, so uh, that was just one thing I kind of noticed. I just felt like his body language and reactions were positive. And I know that is one criticism that Lukaku's had is that he just seems a very disinterested. And if the ball comes, great. And if not, oh, well, I'm still collecting my check. And I'm not it's, saying that's his opinion. I'm not saying that that's how he really feels. It's just that is what it looks like from the sideline and that the conclusions are being drawn by people. Yes, Nick's well, holding I, his thumb up. And I, I think the, that's the point, though, Brandon, is like it's the movement forward into and out of the box. Um, like it's very off or on, right? Like it's very static. Like the difference with, you know, Kai or even, you know, Ziyech, who has, you know, again, uh, had actually had a pretty good game too in terms of like his mm -hmm. kind of contributions to the attack um outside of not getting a goal or assist but like the movement that they provide either by dragging players wide or being able to move at pace forward and back is not what we're seeing from Lukaku at the moment and he's he did have some runs I, I so I did see him like attempting to make runs the ball just didn't come or it came too late some things like that but I would say overall, it's not where it is. And I wouldn't say we didn't buy a $100 million striker just to play fucking back, like wall passes off of. Like, I agree. Like, I mean, it's got it's got to be more dynamic than have a defender on my outside shoulder just fucking tap the ball back off my foot into an oncoming Mason or Conte running onto it. You know, the two times he tried to turn, again, it was just really labored and like heavy. And he um, doesn't look aware of his surroundings either, which is not, or decisive. Yeah, or like part of the scary part to me is like you would think a guy who gets as as many bodies surrounding him as he does, right? Because he is a threat. 
would understand kind of where people are. And there are times when he receives the ball in the box that he, he just looks very unaware. And the other part that I'd make today is like, look, the ball that Cesar Azpilicueta put into him early in the game, that is a Werner-esque miss. That is an incredibly poor miss from a 100 million pound striker, right? And I'm, I'm just looking at that going like, it's not me over the summer getting that ball from Dan and hitting it wide. Like, I'm not a 100 million pound striker, man. I'm just not <laughs> like I wish I was life would be a hell of a lot better. But I mean, that is the I mean, it was just a, embarrassing, frankly, um, because I don't know what Dave could have done more. And he would, by the way, Dave gave him the fucking eyes after that, like re, like more than I've seen him before, which tells me there's not a whole lot of good vibes happening there. I think the thing that we hope after this and I will say he looked better in his performance after the goal. The goal definitely seemed to have a at least psychological benefit of uh, kind of bringing forward some positive interactions. And so hopefully that sets a cascading effect in motion for the foreseeable future because it does seem like he, as long as he's healthy, there's a high likelihood that he is going to be a part of the starting 11. Um, and if that's the case... You want him to be in as good a space as possible uh, physically, mentally, and kind of with his compatriots on the team as well. And so like that that's the – if we're going to take one thing positive away from it, he scored, which he hasn't been doing, and he looked a little brighter after he scored. And hopefully that predicates something positive following it. Yeah, I, I hope so, right? I mean it's not like we can – uh, you know, do anything else right now, but figure out how to make it all work. But again, if it were, if it were me, I think I'd lean towards starting Kai with two other players supporting him. So we could high press. Like can't go wrong with the German duo. Um, all right. So as we look ahead to the, the final, (laughs) um, you know, like I said, we want to complete the set, right? I think this is at least in modern day, the one trophy that's missing, you know, obviously we can't go back in time and collect trophies that are no longer in existence, but, um, the Club World Cup, you know, Benitez is the worst. All right. Like he oh, fucked it up. It's time to right the wrong. We got Tommy T sadly not in person, but he's the cup specialist. Feel really good playing Paul Marish from Brazil. Um, you know, it's, it's always an interesting, it's almost like a, a bit of a, everyone's a trap game. Cause if you don't take it serious, like it's easy for the European teams to come in as like the giants and just kind of like go at 60, 70%, but all the other teams in it, it's like the biggest thing for them. And you know, Palmeiras, they're going to be really proud to want to come up here, beat the champions of Europe and and be club world cup champions. So, you know, we can't sit back and just expect it to come. Like, especially the way today went only getting one goal when we should have had three, four, five easily should have conceded, um, you Mm -hmm. know, They did well to create chances. So anyways, all that being said, um, Dan wants to start Mendy. I don't know how you feel about that, Nick. I think we should just take this opportunity away from him to talk and defend himself. But he clearly wrote in the script that he wants to start Mendy. I framed it as a question. I framed it as the do you start Mendy or Kepa? And this is inspired by our friend uh, Ollie Glanville's poll on Twitter. I mean, the only reason Mendy did not start the prior game and potentially might not start this game. Well, two two reasons. One, uh, he's a super successful guy and is now a champion of Africa, 
Um, mm. Just, again, mm. being amazing, uh, stopping a penalty in that shootout, lest we forget. Um, and that Keppa had to deputize and has had a good run of form. I mean, if Keppa had not played well, there would be no question in it. And I think we're getting a question because Keppa played the one game prior. Mendy played in the Champions League final to get us to the point to be in this competition in the first place. And so in my mind, as much as Keppa is the come good, you know, come good story, feel good story of the season, I would start Mendy. But that that's just, that's me. Uh, okay, I was uh, getting ready for you to say Keppa, and I was really excited to call you out because I'm like, I'm pretty sure your line is you play your best 11, you win at all costs. So last second you save yourself from ridicule. But uh, you really wouldn't start. I, I, I'd think about it. I, what has he done wrong? To his not height. Earn, to, yes, a thing that he can definitely control. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm kind of playing with the hot hand. Mendy here. skipped the party. He skipped the bus stop party to get back in time so he could be here for this match to be with his. Come on. Look, look, dude. I, I'm not telling you I don't love Mendy. I just this is. Uh, you know, if you think about the way this is framed up and like, look, if Mendy starts, we're all jumping for joy. I love Edouard Mendy. OK, love him. Uh, we saw him lift another trophy in person last year. That was pretty cool. Um, uh, made some big saves in that game. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was it was pretty neat. But do uh, you remember that? <laughs> I do. I do. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon didn't remember, remember a whole lot that. after. <laughs> but uh, but look, I, I mean, I, I think when you framed up this period of time, right, him away at AFCON and Kepa coming in to deputize and like doing, you know, really going to have a stretch of games where he gets to play. It kind of felt like to me like this was the logical, except for the FA Cup run that we're obviously going to go on and go deep in that comp again. Uh, it felt like this was the logical conclusion to that period for him that he would see this out and and you know deputize like he did for the uh, Super Cup. You know, that's that's always how I viewed it in my mind, whether that's right or wrong. Uh, I definitely see your points. Uh, you play your best eleven regardless of of emotion or whatever, but um, I think it would be pretty harsh on him if he doesn't play personally. I, look, it would be harsh, you know, but we're talking about the tippy top of the best of the best. You're talking about cutthroat, you know, this could affect Tuchel's, you know, career, his, his, his contract extension, whatever it may be, you know, and, and the players aren't always going to be happy. Right. And I could see Tuchel being like, look, you know, by no fault of his own, he's been gone, but he's back and he's healthy, assuming he's healthy, which, you know, as a goalkeeper, you can kind of keep fitness a little bit easier than field players uh, for unknown reasons. But, uh, you know, I could see him going straight back in. You know, it's the same thing. If you drop Lukaku uh, and play Kai as your, as your number 10, that's a cutthroat decision, right? And and Lukaku's not going to be happy and he's a hundred million pound player. So, um, you know, I, I continue I, to not be happy. You mean continue to not to not be happy for sure. Um, but I just yeah, in, in that sense, like, you know, I could also see it happening. You know, if, if you're in that position and you know that your livelihood depends on it, you're, you're probably going to go with who you think is is a, a better bet. 100 percent agree. Hard on Kepa. He's done literally, you know, nothing wrong at this point. Uh, do it for Aspie, huh, Nick? Because you big old sentimental teddy bear, you. That's right. 
Cesar Espilicueta would become the first Chelsea player to have won all of this, you know, got all the infinity stones in the gauntlet. And I don't know, man, I, as, as we look at potentially the end of his Chelsea career, although that's nothing's been confirmed. It's just, you know, every time we talk to Matt law, the news gets sadder. So can't wait for tomorrow morning. Uh, it seemed, you know, this would just be an incredible, icing cherry on top of the incredible Sunday that he's created um, at Chelsea. And look, he, he came out with some quotes that were basically like, you know, he didn't appreciate the game, you know, the last time that he, that the, that the team was in it right, right after the uh, Champions League. And I think there, I think there is a real hunger from him to see it over the line this time. And, you know, I, I really this is one trophy that I'm I would love to see him, you know, really get his hands on and be able to cement himself amongst a pantheon of great defenders that have come through Chelsea Football Club. He would be one of those guys that everyone's like, oh, yeah, Cesar Piliqueta, assist Piliqueta, legend, you know, look, it's again. He as a as they said in the broadcast today, he's the only one who was there in 2012 and they lost it, right? You know, he came, or I guess it'd be 2013 at that point. You know, he came right after Chelsea won it, uh, hidden under the uh, the fanfare of Eden Hazard joining. Uh, this little this little right back, left back from Marseille joined, and you know now he's has the opportunity to literally round out his entire career. Something not even John Terry is able to do. So it it does count a lot for something. So. Uh, Dan, anything on Aspie? The best. All right. Uh, Dan, in the match time. So, obviously, uh, it was uh, the match versus Ali Lal. Uh, maybe you could argue that a defender belongs in the poll, too, but there's only four slots. Sorry. Here's my cop-out. <laughs> what happened, Dan? Wow. I put Kepa, I put goalkeepers in twice. Twice in a row. Brandon Busby just goes goes for the jugular. Uh, anyway, Gotta find Kepa something. wins. 60% surprise was Kovacic. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised. Um, but Kovacic on the day had a <laughs> you didn't even put totally the goal game. score in here. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, come on. It, was, huh? it wasn't a great huh? performance for Mr. Service. I promise. Look, uh, 20, 24 or 20, sorry, 21.4% for Kovacic, uh, 10.3% for Havertz. I thought Ziyech would be higher. Ziyech at 8.2%. I mean, game winner. A game saver. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, you know, got to poke the bear a little bit. It's pretty fun. But uh, look, we're going to be playing uh, this Saturday against Palmeiras. Like I was saying, they played all Ali, uh, who had the red card. They won 2 nothing. Uh, I haven't watched a two-minute and 11-second highlight yet. Nick, I'm sure you have, Mr. Mister Worldwide. Yeah, I've really dove into this. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I think... This is going to be very competitive, surprisingly, to a lot of people. I know everyone wants to just uh, bathe themselves in in silver uh, on on Saturday and have a nice walk in the park and three four nil, easy lift of the trophy back on the plane back to do the business. Right? I don't think it's going to be like that. Uh, you know, uh, Adi Joseph was was in my mentions the other day. Uh, saying Palmeiras is actually uh, pretty decent and they are really physical uh, as a side. So we're going to have to show up and put our big boy pants on and get ready to compete at a high level. And, you know, your hope is that, you know, if you get some early 
good luck and and fortune and you're able to break through once maybe twice that you could see the game out pretty easily because uh, they're you know it would make them come forward and you should be able to do it but I would have thought that today too and uh Al Hilal only got stronger as the game went on so I think uh, as much as we want to win this they probably want to win it more and uh you know again it's going to be a hotly contested uh thing on Saturday Dan nice in depth uh, I don't know Dan. how many Chelsea fans are there, but it sounds like there's thousands of Paul Maris fans in town. Oh, so David Branch is posting workout videos from the damn Luxor Hotel yeah. over there. Just like a oh, quick workout. Yeah. No big deal. It's fine. Yeah, no, I know. I, yeah, we got the message said he, he was there uh, for his first Chelsea match with. Uh, which is going to be super exciting. And obviously, hopefully he'll go to the final as well. But yeah, you know, like I said, it, it, that you know, crowd could be a bit of an advantage as well. But, you know, even a small contingency of, of Chelsea fans led by the one Terry Komatsu, you know, they're going to be out there in strong voice. Uh, Terry! <laughs> that man Love does that not miss a match. It is quite unbelievable. Hey, Terry. Absolutely. Whatever job you do, like... I'll be an assistant. I'm Brandon wants a referral. I'm in pool pool boy. I got you, man. For your mansion. Do you know, I'm, yeah. I'm skilled around a pool. Like we're good to go. I can make drinks and I can clean up stuff. It'd be dope. So yeah. So anyway, Saturday it is. Uh, yeah. If you can get together, local pub, uh, some friends, see if you can take it in, um, check the time, right. The matches are different from what they usually mm-hmm. are in like a, a UK schedule. So just be on the look for that. But uh, yeah, Matt Law will be the next pod. Dan, was that what finger was that? Can we get a clarification? That, that was the the one item of note which we did talk about briefly is that uh, Adam Newsom from Football London did report Thomas Tuchel potentially, potentially on the touchline for this match. He does need to get a negative PCR test either tomorrow or Friday and a negative test on arrival in the UAE. If he does that, Tommy T on the touchline, lifting another trophy. So we have to check his expected costs between now and then. Expected costs. <laughs> uh, like, is it possible that 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 would work? I mean, it took me a full 13 days to get a negative PCR test. To be fair, less people cared about you getting your PCR test. <laughs> like, Tom, he can pull strings. And I a get private it. No one later. cares about me and my sickness, but like, the timeline doesn't really stack up there, does it? Yeah. I'm sure someone can process it same day for him. Oh, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they can. You're just wondering just if don't... he will actually pop negative. Yeah. I mean, look, that that is the part been like we a week. Don't, don't know, you know, um, the unpredictable side crossed. of it. Fingers crossed. I want him there. I want to see him. Sure. Yeah. Lift that thing. Well, we'll see. I know it's been tough for a lot of fans to get in there. So, all right. Dan's got the dog. So it's time to wrap it up. Uh, look, it's been great to be back. Uh, it's good to see your smiling faces, gentlemen. And all of you out there, thank you. 60,000 strong on Twitter. That is crazy. Woo! That is silly. Let's Jokes go. on all 60,000 of you <laughs> for following <laughs> us. But we do appreciate it. All the friends in the community we've made along the way. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do? Keep the blue flag flying high.